0: Welcome to the girl means business podcast. I'm your host Kendra Swalls, a former teacher turned entrepreneur here to help you navigate the messiness of mom life and biz life. Each week, my guest and I will share our experiences, insights and tips to help you move your business from survival mode to success mode. So grab your favorite drink and let's dive in because this girl means business. Hey guys, welcome to episode 168 of the Girl Means Business podcast. As I'm recording this, we are diving headfirst into summer vacation, which means the kids are out of school, they're home all the time (laughs) it's a lot for someone who just recently got used to having the kids in school all the time it's gonna be a bit of adjustment this summer for me to get back into the routine of having them home all the time and into a routine of balancing how to get my work done how to stay on top of things and keep up that momentum while still enjoying time with my kids now as much as i love my children and i really do love spending time with them sometimes I just need things that are just for me. I need to be able to take care of myself. I find that the days that I am the most frustrated, the days that I'm really short-tempered with them are the days that I typically feel like I'm not taking care of myself. And so I wanted to do just a quick episode today sharing five self-care tips, five things that I truly believe we all as moms as women, as entrepreneurs, need to be incorporating into our lives on a regular basis so that we don't reach that point of breaking point, that point where we feel like we just need to go in the bathroom and cry for 30 minutes because we've hit that wall. Doing some of these things will hopefully help you to avoid the wall, (laughs) avoid the breakdown Um, avoid the things that will help to set us down a path where we're not really feeling happy with ourselves or where we're at. And I know that summer can be a really stressful time. So I felt like this was a great time to share some of these sort of self-care tips. So let's go ahead and jump in. My first one is one that I just recently started really focusing on, and that is going to therapy. And I know there's a bit of this still sort of stigma around therapy. People think, oh, you know, you only go to that ther- you only go to therapy if you really have like something going on or trauma in your life. And I honestly felt that way for a long time too. I was like, I don't need therapy. Like, what am I going to do? Talk about my kind of first world problems? Like, I don't have anything serious to talk about. But it wasn't until I was talking to a good friend and she said, you know, hey, I really do think that this could be beneficial to you, not just because of something traumatic that's happened in your life, but because we all need someone to talk to. We all need maintenance. And that's exactly what I look at it as now, is it's not me going to therapy because something's broken or something's wrong. It's maintenance. It's doing maintenance work on myself and on my mind because I want to avoid the big things that would need therapy later on. It's kind of like going for a physical or a checkup or going to the dentist to get your teeth cleaned every couple of months. So, I have started using betterhelp.com and I found an amazing therapist I love on there. And we chat once a month. We can text and message each other throughout the month. And then we have monthly calls, face video calls. I don't have to go into an office, I don't have to drive anywhere. I can Close myself up in the home office or sit in my bedroom and just video chat with her once a month. If I'm having a bad day, I can reach out to her via text message or in our little chat room that we have inside of BetterHelp. It's been really, really helpful for me. And I'm not saying that that is the path for everybody. Some people do better with in person therapy, or maybe you have other platforms you'd prefer to use. I'm not pushing one or the other. I'm not sponsored by BetterHelp, but I do like the, the convenience aspect of it. And it's been really helpful because I have incredible support systems in my life. I have my wonderful husband, my friends, my family, other incredible entrepreneurs around me. But sometimes you need that unbiased person that's going to push you to think a little deeper, to dig a little deeper, to ask you the difficult questions that you may not want to ask yourself and then get you to answer those questions when you may not want to answer them yourself. And so it's been one of the best things I've been able to do for myself to help me just process things. I process things by talking them through and having someone that I can talk those things through, whether it is in that monthly video chat, whether it is through sending a voice message, she'll let me, know, I can send her voice memos through our platform or just reaching out via text, all of those things can be really, really helpful. So whether you feel like you need therapy or maybe you don't think you need therapy, I highly suggest looking into it because it is a really great way just to do something to take care of you because you've all heard that saying that if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of the others in your life. And it's really true. We have to take care of ourselves in order to be there for everybody else around us. So number one was therapy. Number two is know when you need to take a break. This is a little bit more difficult, especially if your kids are really young. But having that awareness of knowing like, okay, I need to walk away for a few minutes. Or, hey, I need to call the babysitter and take you know, an afternoon to go run errands by myself. Um, it doesn't have to even be that big. Taking a break can sometimes be like, Hey, I'm going to go sit in my room and I'm going to read a book for 30 minutes. And I tell my kids like, Hey, we're going to have a 30 minute reading, like stop and read, like whatever you're doing, stop what you're doing, go grab a book, sit in separate rooms. And we're all going to read for 30 minutes or, If your kids are a little bit younger, you know, you can say like, hey, we're going to have quiet time. So you're going to go play quietly in your room and I'm going to go be quiet in my room and you can just go lay down and close your eyes, listen to music, um, read a book, take a bath, take a hot shower if you don't like baths, go for a walk, whatever it is that you need to do. And it doesn't have to be this big thing. I know sometimes for me, five minutes is all I need. If I can just do something for five minutes where where someone's not asking something of me, where I don't have my phone with me, where I'm not checking emails, where I'm not being asked questions or nothing's being requested of me. I can just have five minutes. Sometimes that's all I need. Sometimes it's 15 minutes. Sometimes it's an hour. Sometimes it's a whole afternoon or a day. But knowing when you need to take a break and then having kind of plans in place for those different types of breaks. If it's those five minute breaks, you know, I have conversation again, my kids are 10 and six now they're able to kind of understand these conversations, but I will tell them be like, look, I love y'all to death, but sometimes we need our space from each other. And right now I need my space from you. So I'm going to go take a little 10 minute break in my bedroom. Y'all can go play in your rooms or go watch the movie or TV or whatever, but I need a break and they respect that and they understand that. And they've gotten to where it's become part of their language where now they know that If they're starting to feel overwhelmed or frustrated, they can say, I need to take a break and they can go have a five or 10 minute break in their room. And so modeling that example for our kids is a great way to teach them how to handle their emotions as well. So number three is setting office hours. This one is a little bit challenging, especially if you're like me. And I tend to just kind of work whenever I have the energy and the time and the space. But I think it's really important, no matter what your office hours look like, to have set up office hours. And I mentioned this back in the episode where I talked about um, prepping for summer with your kids. So episode 163, I talked a little bit about like time blocking and being able to say like, okay, I'm going to work from eight o'clock to ten o'clock, and then from ten o'clock to two o'clock is play time during the day with my kids, and then maybe from like two to five, I work again. Those can be your office hours, and if you let people know, especially if you have clients that are reaching out to you on a daily basis or a regular basis, you can say, hey, my summer hours are 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., and then 2 p.m. to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday or whatever. That just helps let them know when they can expect to hear back from you, and then you don't feel like you have to be on call during that time of the day that you want to spend with your family. So I would say start by kind of looking at when are you the most productive? When do you feel like you get the most done in the day? Those are your office hours. For me, I get up in the morning and I want to get something done right away to feel productive. I don't need a whole block of time, but if I'm going to get up, typically it's around 7 a.m. I can say from 7 to 9 a.m., That is my; work, those are my office hours. That's usually when my kids are getting up They have breakfast and they watch TV and they kind of start their day as well. And I feel like I can be productive first thing in the morning. And then I can take a break from like nine to noon or nine to one and go do something fun. You know, I'm in Texas. It gets hot, really, you know, hot early, but we try to go do do things early in the day. And then we come back and we have the afternoon where they can relax and rest or play and I can get more work done. Those office hours can be flexible, you know, if it changes from week to week or even day to day. But if you have a general structure, it's going to help you to feel like that you are not pushing aside your work. You're not pushing aside your family time. You are able to balance both and feel like you are getting something done in each. One is not overpowering the other and vice versa. So setting up office hours, having boundaries in your business, that's really beneficial for helping you to feel like that you're taking care of you and not just taking care of everybody else. Number four is to ask for help. This is another one that I have struggled with on a Trend. These are all things that I have personally struggled with. But asking for help can feel very vulnerable. And especially if you are in a position where you maybe live somewhere where you don't know a lot of people. You know, if you don't have family around, or you, know, you don't have a ton of friends that live in your area because you've moved or you just, you're new to the area, then it can be hard to ask for help. But find a group, which is going to tie us into number five in a minute, but find a group of people you can go to, whether that is you have a babysitter locally that you can call, or a family member, or a family friend, or another mom friend, another mompreneur, and you can say, hey, I need help two days a week so that I have a quiet house where I can record interviews for my podcast or where I can like focus for two hours. Would you want to do like a a childcare swap? You know, you're not the only one who's feeling overwhelmed right now. You're not the only one who's feeling like, Oh my gosh, I have kids home all summer. What am I going to do? How am I going to keep them busy? How am I going to get things done? There are a 1 million other moms out there doing the exact same thing. And so if you reach out to them and you say, Hey, I'm really struggling to get things done in my day. I'm, I don't know if you feel that way, but would you want to maybe like come up with some kind of schedule to help each other out? 99.9% of the time, they're going to say yes. And if they don't, well, they just may be in a different place than you and that's okay. You can also ask for help outside of family and friends. You know, you can hire help, even if it's just seasonal help. You know, we see this in real t- retail all the time. They put out things in the summer and the holidays. Asking for seasonal help, saying, Hey, we just need someone to help us for the next two months to get through the busy season. This is your busy season, and it's okay to hire someone to help you. Whether again, that's a local babysitter that comes into your house two days a week for four hours at a time to watch your kids while you go in the office and work, or maybe it's hiring someone to come and clean your house because you just don't have the time, or having someone deliver your groceries. Guys, Instacart is The best thing to happen in a long time because I hate going to the grocery store. And if I can get those two hours of my life back and have my groceries delivered, I'm more than happy to do that. That's asking for help, that is outsourcing something I don't want to do in my life to make my life easier. But then you can also outsource things in your business. I use websites like Fiverr and Upwork, and I hire people for one month at a time or three months at a time to do things in my business. That's how I found the incredible graphic designer that I have. That's helping me create my social media graphics. I have hired a Pinterest person to help me organize and clean up and figure out my Pinterest account. You can hire virtual assistants. You can hire people who to help you just launch a new product or service that you have. Pretty much if you can think it, there's somebody out there willing to help you do it. And it also makes you feel good to know that you're helping somebody else grow their business. You're helping somebody else support their family because you are paying them for a service that they offer that you can't do in your business on your own right now. And if it just is just something that's short-lived, that's totally fine. Just let them know up front, like, hey, I need help for the summer while my kids are home. Can you help me with my you know, email inbox organization for the next three months until I can get a little more of a handle on it? absolutely fine. It could turn into something longer than that, or it could be short term. Um, So going in and asking for help, hiring something when you can't do it on your own or don't have the time is totally fine. I don't want you to feel like that it is a big, scary thing or something that you can only do when your business is a certain size. That's not the case at all. Hiring people and asking for help in your business can happen from day one And it can help you to grow your business. I know a lot of people are like, well, when I make enough money to hire a virtual assistant, then I will do that. But it's kind of that catch-22 of, okay, well, what are you missing out on in your business right now? How are you not growing your business right now because you aren't willing to invest in having somebody help you in an area that maybe isn't your strong suit? So don't look at it as you are Losing money in your business because you're paying somebody, you're investing in your business and it could come back to you tenfold or more. So don't be afraid to ask for help or hire help when you feel like you need it. And the number five is to find your village. I know that's a term that I am not a biggest fan of, but I truly believe in community. And finding the people that are going to help you be the best version of yourself, that are going to help you talk you off the ledge when you need them to or praise you and support you and cheer you on. I've been very fortunate that I have a village here locally of family and friends. um, And I have a, a virtual village of people that I've met through different social media networks that I've met in real life. You all have met my business bestie, Katie Brinkley. Um, she's been a lifesaver for the last year and a half. She's the one that like, when I have a bad day, I can text her and I know she's going to talk me through it and vice versa. If something exciting comes along, she's going to remind me to celebrate that and to be proud of the, the accomplishment that I've made. And it goes without saying that like, you need that in your business, but you also need that in your personal life. And I know that's something that we as women, Struggle with us sometimes as we get older because we are so focused on our families and our businesses and our our lives within the walls we live in and of our home. But we need that connection outside of our ourselves, out of our outside of our homes. We need to have friends that we can go and have drinks with, or have dinner with, or just go grab grab coffee with, and remind ourselves that we are more than just mom. We're more than just a wife or a daughter or a sister. We are a friend and we are a woman and we are amazing and have ideas and thoughts and dreams and desires outside of the ha- the walls of our house. And so I think that having people around you, having support systems in place is such a huge part of self-care that oftentimes gets overlooked because we think of self-care as things like, I'm going to go have a spa day or... I'm going to go spend an afternoon shopping. Like Those are great, but I think there are things in, we can put into place that are there as a constant in our lives that help us avoid, like I said, that burnout, that feeling of like, I've hit this wall. And one of the best things you can do for that, in my opinion, is to have that village, have that community, have that tribe. If you are struggling to find that, there's a couple things I recommend. One, there's a really great book. Um, That it was gifted to me recently. It's called "I'll Be There, But I'll Be Wearing Sweatpants" by Amy Weatherly. Um, She's the sister. I'm with you. I believe is the name of her Facebook page, and it's amazing. It's it really walks through kind of all the the struggles that we as women go through when it comes to friendships and relationships, and it breaks it down and simplifies it into a way of like, okay, I can do this. Like. I can get past certain things and I can understand certain things better so that I can then go out and make these connections, these relationships. Um, if you are, you know, maybe you are struggling to even find the people to start building connections with, then I want you to head over to my Instagram page at girl means business. I want you to send me a message and I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself and then I will send you back Some people that I feel like might be a good connection for you. I will send you kind of like a matchmaking service. (laughs) Think of it as the Girl Means Business matchmaking service. Um, But I do, I want to help you connect with other incredible people because I have met a lot of you here that listen to the podcast that follow me on social media and, or that are on my email list. And you're incredible. You are incredible, incredible people. And I want to help connect y'all together so that you can meet these other incredible women that are in this community. And you never know where you're going to find your next bestie business bestie or personal one. All right, guys. So let me really quickly kind of go back over those five items one more time. So the first one was therapy Um, going to therapy, doing maintenance work on yourself and your mind. Two is to take a break, whether it's a short five minute yoga workout, reading a book, going for a walk or something longer, a full day or half day or a couple hours, just have those, you know, the ability to say, I need to take a break. Three was setting office hours, setting up yourself so that you have blocks of time to work and blocks of time to play. Four was to ask or hire help when you know that you need it in your business or in your life. And the number five was to create a village of, of people around you, of a community that can support you and lift you up and that you can go to when you need them. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode. I hope this helps you to find and build in ways to Take care of yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, it's really hard to do all the other things we need to do in our lives. And I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you back here soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside of the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at girl means business. And send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories tagging at girl means business. And I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I will meet you back here next week, same time, same place.